You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we made it. It's Friday. The sun is hopefully shining wherever you are, and you have the honor and the privilege of joining me and Dave for another edition of Locked On Seminoles. I'm your host, Max, and like I just said, I got Dave sitting here on the AirPods going mobile up in uh, – where are you at right now, dude? Beach, New York. Dude, I love it, man. Up in a northern beach where it's uh, not a million degrees. Folks, I am on the road as well. So, again, we apologize for the sound quality. If there's any issues, don't hate us. But, you know, when we're at the home studios, the sound quality is 100. Do the kids still say that it's 100? I don't know. Yes. Yeah, we keep the sound quality 100. It's great sound quality. But we like to bring you all content as much as humanly possible. And the reality is... Like we say, journalism isn't our full-time gig, uh, being people kind of is. So it's the summer. We're traveling like a lot of y'all. We got places to go, people to see, things that we want to do. And we don't want that to disrupt the content we're bringing y'all. But unfortunately, every time we're on the road, we don't necessarily get to bring, you know, the microphones and the the sound dampening and the lights and the whole the whole setup that we've got in the home studio. So bear with us and we will bear with you. And uh, yeah, we're all in this together as, uh, as, as a great man named, named Troy once said. So Dave, let's dive into some Florida state news. Shall we, should we get to Florida state first? Yeah, of course. Let's start with our sure. home team. It's no secret that Florida state has a fantastic ladies soccer pedigree, fantastic team. And, that just got, uh, I would say, amplified a little bit with Gabby Carl, Carl, Carlisle, Carl. I don't know. They don't get, they don't give us pronunciation guides online, folks. The school sent us out a blast and no pronunciation guide. I apologize, Gabby, but we're really proud of you. Gabby has just been named to the Canadian national team, and if you're not familiar with Gabby, because you know maybe you don't follow every single Florida State women's soccer game, which you should. Those girls are dominant. Gabby started 77 games for Florida State. She was part of a defense that allowed 13 goals in 2018 and shut out 16 of their opponents, including four in the NCAA tournament, going 24-3 and and winning their second national title. This year, she helped us get back to the national championship. So again, she had five goals, uh, eight assists from the defensive position in her four years. So look, man, she's a hell of a competitor. It sounds like she's going to represent Canada. If y'all are familiar, by the way, with Casey Kruger, uh, she was Casey Short when she played here. She was here from, I, I believe, 2008. Yeah, 2008 to 2012. She played in 81 games, started 70 of them, and she'll be playing for Team USA. So folks, if you don't love Team USA women's soccer, ah. Even yeah, Dave know where likes you've been. Team USA women's soccer, and Dave doesn't like soccer at all. But that's just a yeah, good, I mean, right. we dominate on the world stage. We just, it's so much fun. It's like the one sport on the world stage next to basketball that we just utterly demolish all competition. And y'all know that I love utter demolition. Yeah, it's just a, just a cool story. I mean, it shows how much of a dynasty this women's soccer team is. It's just, it's just cool. I love seeing Florida State players. 
represent, you know, anyone in the Olympics, especially Team USA. Like, we had Walter Dix running the Olympics. Uh, I think Charles Clark ran in the Olympics. We, we've had a lot of we've had a lot of people go on to to do ridiculous things from from sports that people don't pay a lot of attention to. So, yeah, you should really be paying attention to the women's soccer team because every year you might get a championship out of it. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. And dude, it wasn't just uh, it wasn't just them. You know, we had several several folks competing to try to go to the Olympics. I know that we had two two women swimmers competing in the Olympic trials in Canada for that country. Um, I'm going down the list here. I apologize, folks. I've only I've only got the one screen when I'm on the road. Typically, I've got the three like a crazy person. So I've got my notes. I've got like news up. I've got Twitter up. I've got Dave on my screen. I only have the one now, so I've got to bounce back and forth. But yeah, there's a there's a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of Olympic competition, folks. We've got. Amr Muratovic was selected to compete in the 100-meter free from Bosnia and Herzegovina. Uh, Muratovic joins Katrina Young competing for the U.S., Ida Holko competing for Finland, and Julio Horego competing for Honduras. All of those former Knolls are competing in swimming and diving t- events in the Olympics for their respective countries. I'll admit I've never really followed Florida State swimming uh, or diving, but diving coach John Proctor is headed to his second Olympics as the personal coach for Team USA diving. And I don't give a shit if you follow those sports or not. That's pretty badass that we literally have what one, two, three, four, add in the two soccer girls and a coach. We have six Olympic athletes and a coach. That, I mean, come on, we're Florida State. We're just, we're just good at impressive, everything. right? I mean, we're we're like uh, Stanford now, literally. We're basically Stanford. We don't have the academic pedigree or the SAT scores, but we party a lot harder than they do, and then it's a lot more fun to be a student as well. So you know, whatever. Stanford, Stanford of the Panhandle. Exactly. So yeah, folks, check out the Olympics. It's going to be cool stuff. Those start in July. It's funny they're actually still calling them the. The 2020 Olympics, even though it's 2021, um, and we'll talk about this after we do our our fun new segment. But I don't know if you saw that Justin Thomas was the low qualifier. However, they did it, named number one to the U.S. Olympic team. I know he went to Bama, but who doesn't love Justin Thomas? I mean, what a great uh, what a great guy to kind of be leading our Olympic team. Wish it was Brooksy, but whatever. So Dave, roll tide. We're going to get into our segment that I did, you and I workshopped and I did with Drake the other day, but now we have some live lines ready to go for our betonline.ag line of the day. I won't call it the lock of the day because, well, I'm asking Dave, and if y'all know, the best way to make money is to fade Dave. So whatever he says, I'd probably pick the opposite, although I hope he's not right here. So betonline.ag just released a bunch of game of the year line. What that is, is the sports books will look ahead to the football season and they will pick a handful of games from across the season and they'll put out very early lines. These are typically big games or rivalry games. So let me ask you this, buddy. Here we go. Opening weekend, Alabama, Miami. Alabama is getting 17 and a half points in the hole. What that means, folks, is that for, for you to win that bet, Alabama at minus 17 and a half, they have to win by at least 18 points. If you don't know how point spreads work and you've always wondered, it's a very simple concept. Whatever number is next to the team, 
you're pretend you're betting that that team would win should they start with that many points. So Alabama is minus 17 and a half. That means they're starting with negative 17 and a half points. Miami is starting in that scenario at zero, or you can think of it. Alabama's at zero. Miami starts with 17 and a half points. Dave, where are you going with that line? Alabama minus 17 and a half, 3.30 p.m. opening weekend. So that's actually a pretty easy one for me. Miami actually usually starts out the year stronger than they finish it historically, or at least the last five, several, several years. But Alabama is going to curb stomp Miami. It's going to be uh, it's going to be one of those games where at halftime you start to look if there's anything good on the, the Food Network, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, or if there's any other games on or anything else to do in the world. Uh, Miami, I have no idea if Tierra King's going to be starting or healthy. Uh, they've, they've lost a lot and Alabama is a superior football team at literally every position. I expect them to win by four plus touchdowns. All right. You guys heard it. The lock of the, or the line of the day at Alabama minus 17 and a half. You can place that bet right now. And I would recommend that before we hear news on Derek King, because if fall camp starts and Derek King is not throwing the football, that line's probably going to jump up to 20 and a half, maybe 23 and a half, and you won't get yep. as good of a value. So go to betonline.ag, make an account right now. Use promo code locked on. You'll even get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Throw the house on Alabama. I will say this too. Alabama, even in these marquee opening weekend games, has covered the spread, I think, the last seven years. Because I remember going into <laughs> our going into our game, they'd covered it the last three before that. And I know they've covered it every time since. So they always cover the spread opening weekend. They've got what Bill O'Brien coming in as the offensive coordinator. It's gonna be of course. It's gonna be an absolute, uh, an absolute light show. Yep. All right, man. So I'm really glad I have you on the show today because having you and me is always a treat for our golf fans. If y'all like yep. golf, you know that Drake is not the golf guy, which totally fine. There's sports he follows for us that I don't really follow. Uh, but Dave and I are, and Dave is, as you know, if you listen to our special episode about the feud, as much of a Kepka fan, if not more, than I am. So with the travelers this weekend, there was obviously quite some uh, quite some buzz around it, right? We were coming off a huge weekend. It was the U.S. Open. And on Monday, you heard me recording Sunday night when Bryson DeChambeau was in a solo lead in the U.S. Open. And then he absolutely imploded. Like, he imploded like... There, there, John like Vandeveld. Like like a white dwarf star becoming a black hole. I mean, just utter mass coming into the core so hard that light cannot escape the event horizon. He ended up getting not, he bogeyed one, then he gets a double bogey, and then he ended up getting a double par. He carded an eight on a yep. par four. What a loser, man. Just, just absolutely utter failure. And this is why I don't respect him. I think he's like the kind of guy that likes to, poke you but then when you get mad runs to the teacher and is like he's being mean to me and i think we just saw this weekend that he's mentally weak and he's a quitter the minute he's things aren't going his way and he might not get number one he quits brooks was out of contention he wasn't going to win and he still finishes strong bogey on 18 didn't like to see it bryson just gives up just goes out there starts hitting double pars starts mailing it in Little uh, little roid rage, whatever's go. Oh, I'm sorry, he doesn't use steroids allegedly. Um, allegedly, 
But yeah, but let's get to why we're bringing him up. We finally found, folks, the origin story. And y'all know I love a good origin story, right, Dave? We all love one. We finally got the origin story from the winner's mouth, from Brooks Kepka's mouth, of what happened that initially started this feud. You probably remember when Dave and I talked about it on our episode, I hypothesized that it started with the slow play incident a couple of years ago. And it's been confirmed that that is what started it, but it actually went a little deeper than that. And this, sorry, I'm trying not to try not to overwhelm our fans. Folks, I, look, I know it's Friday. I know you're probably riding in the car. You're going to work. You're trying to have a chill day. You're thinking, what do I absolutely have to get done today before I can kind of, you know, mentally check out and get to my weekend? And I don't want to inhibit that by getting you too riled up, but I, I can only do what I can do. So bear with me. This is just the embodiment of who Bryson DeChambeau is and why I... In the words of the great Jim Carrey, loathe entirely everything he stands for. Apparently, Bryson DeChambeau, after the slow play comments that Brooks made, because Bryson was taking, what was he taking, Dave, 15, 20 minutes a shot and making literally yeah. everyone in the field go slow. Apparently, Bryson went to Brooks's caddy, his caddy. Bear with me here, I promise. I know I've said that a lot, but this gets good. <laughs> And tells Brooks's caddy that if Brooks has something to say to Bryson, he should say it to his face. Let's say that again slowly. Bryson DeChambeau, instead of going to Brooks, went to Brooks's caddy and said, if Brooks has something to say, say it to my face. What? Yeah, I mean, he tries to act. He tries to act like this, like, bro, tough guy of the tour, but he's just a little bitch. That is so passive aggressive. Uh, my question to you is this. It's a middle school the- fight. Hit, hit me wins- first. Hit me first. Hit- you could have gone to Brooks's face. You clearly had right. something to say. You could have gone yep. to Brooks and said, Brooks, buddy, uh, I saw so- you said something. Can we have a chit chat about it? Can we sit down like adults? And no, instead he goes to someone else and says, Oh, told told Brooks that I said that he should come talk to me. Unreal. Unreal. Who who wins that fight in real life? I I mean, Brooks is a big dude, too. Like, he would tower over him, wouldn't he? I mean, Bryson's put on a lot of uh, a lot of blubber. Yeah. Useless muscle mass. I'll tell you what, if 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 Bryson tries to punch on a single plane, he's going to get his ass kicked. But no, I mean, it's no question. Brooks Kepka wins that fight all day. I mean, Brooks just has the look of someone who has probably been in a couple tussles, whereas Bryson has probably um, run away from every conflict ever. And yeah, so that's that's probably enough of that. I think that got a little more off the rails than I meant it to. I just wanted to let y'all know that we have an origin story and that's it. Bryson going to tell someone else to tell Brooks to say something to his face. Apparently they had a conversation. I think they had had like an agreement not to shit talk each other in the press, at which point Bryson then tweeted out something about Brooks's abs. I don't know if y'all remember that, but he was working out, said Brooks didn't have any abs. Uh, Brooks then tweeted out pictures of all of his major trophies, which Bryson at the time had zero, now still only has one. And yeah, anyway, we're team Brooks here. And I think if y'all are going to watch, by the way, great tournament this weekend, we will bring this back to sports. I promise. Great tournament this weekend. We've got the Travelers Championships. And right now, one of our own appearing on a sponsor's exemption, I believe. Uh, John Pack is playing. He's through three holes. He's one under and he's tied for 12th. So uh, Brooks will be playing this weekend. John Pack is also playing. I believe this is his first PGA event post-college 
Well, is it his first one ever? Because technically, the U.S. Open is the U.S. Golf Association, right? That's not PGA. So uh, it, we're, we're splitting hairs. We're splitting hairs. But it's his first pro event since college. He's tied for 12th, one under through three. Good luck to Johnny Pack. Berger is not in the field. And Brooks Kepka tees off at 1 p.m. today. So as you're listening to this, uh, you could check the score and see where he's at. Chase, who I believe did not go to Florida State. Did he go to Florida State? Not that I know of. I don't know. Anyway, he uh, he double bogeyed the first hole, birdied the second, then bogeyed the third. So that's, uh, yeah, so he's struggling. And folks, if your car is struggling, you need to do a little fixeroo on it. There's only one place to go. You already know what I'm going to tell you. That's rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com. They got all your needs. They got low prices. They got a great selection. They'll get it to you quickly. Rockauto.com. Tell them Locked On sent you. They'll hook it up. And if you get tired thirsty and hungry from your car repairs well you're going to need a nap you're going to need a bottle of water and you're going to need a built bar you guys know i'm going to pitch built bar to you i do it almost every day i do it as much as they'll let me i love these things they're the best protein bar i've ever had they've really helped me feel like they just help me feel confident in the situations i need them like on the golf course i know i'm not going to grab a snickers i'm going to grab a built bar and it's going to be a better day because Let's be honest, David, uh, on the golf course, I'm already getting enough empty calories. So as long as like my snack can have a little, uh, a few macros in it that I need to offset some of those uh, wonderfully sudsy empty calories, I'm happy. Folks, if you haven't done it yet, BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15, 15% off your order. Do your thing now. Thank me later. All right, so for our final segment, we're going to put on our Drake hat because we won't have him obviously for the rest of the week, as you're listening to this, it's Friday. And well, that means no more Drake for the week. And I don't want to let this big news go by because all we, all we've heard about all off season is what's the deal with the O-line? Are we getting the O-line? How's that going to get fixed? Are we getting transfers? What's recruiting looking like? So I want to share with y'all some big news that dropped last night. Quayshon Sapp, who is a four-star offensive tackle from Leesburg, Georgia, standing six foot five, 320 pounds. He's the 327th ranked player nationally. He announced his top four. His top four is Georgia, Florida, Florida State, and a school that we all know Dave loves, Cincinnati. <laughs> He'll be committing next week, July 3rd. That's a Saturday. Crystal I'll ball what, feels buddy. pretty good, Max. Yeah, look, hey, man, I'm looking at these, and there are six crystal balls in for Florida State. Newberg has it at a nine. Sinone has it at a four. He's the lowest. Bud Elliott's got it at a five. Zach has it at a five, and Chris Knee has it at a six. You know, are these guys always right? No. But is it good to see five guys who really, you know, stake their reputation on what they know about recruiting, putting in crystal balls? Yeah, I'd say so, right? I'm going to get excited about anything that involves non-bad news for Florida State offensive line. Like, literally anything. It could be that an offensive lineman didn't sprain his toe. Just an article that he didn't, I'm, I'm pumped. So is that what we're going to do for our content? Should we just, like, every day give a non-injury update? Be like, and here's the offensive lineman that we heard did not get hurt in camp today. <laughs> that's absolutely what we should do. Dude, I'm about it. Anyway, so that's great news. Quayshon Sapp coming out. Uh, hopefully we land him well, next Saturday. I was going to say that's it's, very much like a high school mentality of like, I'm going to commit on Saturday, July 3rd. It's like, dude, that's uh, that's basically July 4th, and that's a that's a Saturday. I'm not going to lie. Uh, 
probably, probably won't, won't be, be on watching. Twitter that day or watching that commitment. Ah, but yeah. look, I mean, it, it's exciting stuff. That's a legitimate O tackle. The kid's long as hell. We don't have a lot of legitimate O tackles on our roster, and we absolutely need a kid like that, especially who's a four star. So I'm pumped for it. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And look, if we land him, that's two four star offensive tackles. Yep. Six five. Alu Ba is six six. That's actual length on the outside. You put him in the strength and conditioning program that we've got going. That's that's really exciting stuff. So look, guys, things are looking up. If we land him right now, our recruiting class, I guess, is eleventh ranked nationally. I imagine that puts us in the top ten. Top ten. And yep. I mean, I don't know. The lives will be elite, and I will be very, 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 very excited. So, uh, Dave, I think let's let's leave the folks with a quick hitter for Friday. I know we kind of bounced around a bit. We talked Olympic sports. We talked very passionately about the Brooks and Bryson feud while explaining that we now have the origins of it. And we've got some great news for Florida State recruiting with us being named into a four-star offensive tackles top four. I think that's a, yeah. I think that's a pretty good Friday, wouldn't you say? Uh, you know, sets me off into the weekend, right? I'm feeling good about it. Me too, buddy. And folks, I hope we're setting you off into the weekend, right? As always, thank you for listening, and we will see you all back first thing next week. I'm your host, Max. Dave, thanks for joining me from the road. This was Locked On Seminoles. Y'all have a great one. Oh.